Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Wiener. And we have with us Tejas Chocolate and Barbecue Gentlemen, Scott and Greg. Hello. Hello. It's time to talk weenies. Wiener fights. Yep, sausage talk here on the program. You guys started it. Yeah, uh, Tom, Tom and Sausage Wars, right? So, um, one of the things I, I was on the record actually wasn't. Sorry, it wasn't me. It was Barbecue Grump. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, Brian wrote this article. No, no, Barbecue Grump wrote the article. <laughs> um, Grump. Yes, about the about the state of sausage in Houston barbecue, um, and he was not very happy. So, Houston is not a barbecue handmade sausage town. Yeah. Um, there's a few places doing it. Blood Brothers. Um, I know that Pit Room makes their sausages. Pit Room has been, and, and a lot of the older school places, uh, your Triple J's, I believe, makes their sausage on their boudin. So some some of the older Ray's, school places do. Um, Jim Buchanan's doing it now. Yeah. Um, I think even West West Green is playing around with the sausage. Yeah, you're starting to see it come up more. But but speaking of it, you two gentlemen started playing with sausages. Yeah. Um, and and I will not be the first to say because other people have said it, but the chili relleno sausage is ridiculous. Um, there was another word for it earlier today, um, but it was it's it's phenomenal, and you guys have plenty of other ones up your sleeves. We had the um, what the do we have? We had the all beef link. All beef link. Yeah. I know you guys are doing a lote sausage, uh, brisket and blues. Yeah. Brisket yeah, and blues. Yeah, I've had one that one. Of the one. best sandwiches and barbecue into a sausage. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. my big brother Scott, he's got when he started first started making chocolate, he saw something, figured something out. And just got locked onto it. He's he's a sausage <laughs> guy. He makes all the sausage. It's all you know. It's just it, they just keep on coming. So so why why did you do it? I, I mean, bought a grinder. <laughs> um, we had some space. No, yeah, we didn't have space in in the back of the main building really to do it. Plus, it's hot and there's just no real way to do it. Not enough time. All those things. And um, now we have some space that we can operate in. In a in a really good space to do it, and it just it's driven by it's similar to chocolate in regards to that you, you buy cocoa beans and you get sugar, but then you add inclusions and there's just a, an infinite infinite amount of variables you can do with chocolate, and sausage is very similar. You can just go hog wild with this sausage thing. There's no end to it. So, and then also just to take our barbecue menu and our barbecue restaurant to a different level I think nothing legitimizes a barbecue restaurant maybe more than a house grind sausage so that became important to us and once I started to get some fundamentals down about seasoning profiles and grind size and all and you know fat content all those kind of things then you just have this base that you start to run away from uh, or variations from and um, it's I don't know where it will end honestly and I've made I made some crappy sausage believe me I made some salt bombs some dry sausage experimentation but that attracts me to something more than anything is the uh, tinkering and the experimenting and then I almost get bored with it when I finally land on something that works I got to get on to the next thing well that's one of the good things about sausages it's you can have a next thing within the sausage world you know, if you if you get tired of one thing, you can go to a different protein or a different. Yeah. You know, I know you guys are doing you know some Mexican themed sausages with the chili relleno, relleno and the elote. I mean, you can go different 
Indian style. You could even put tater tot casserole you potato, in sausage. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah well. you can do some goofy <laughs> stuff <laughs> with sausage. It's, it's a culmination of lots of things. And you, know, you brought me a, a blue cheese sausage one time that I was really impressed with. And that, that kind of starts you to thinking about things. Um, at the throwdown, uh, Pit Room had that A and one thick and hearty with the sausage one, yeah. and the. And I was just the theme of it and the sausage and all that. And it, it, you start to think about the possibilities and the creativity that can come through different ways to do sausage. You know, Micklewait doing all the sausages yeah. and Lance Kirkpatrick up there doing all these different things. And you can things. only do so much with a brisket. I mean, you know, Butterfinger brisket is pretty out there. But even that's only one or two ingredients other than a standard brisket rub. Yeah. And, you know, you can throw some masala on it. You can do some other things, but you still just can't turn brisket into something different. You can only put so much on it. And sausage, you can literally stuff anything you want inside the casing, even macaroni and cheese from Blood Brothers. Right. Well, I've been joking with Brian that that's the new trend in sausage making, is finding an actual combo meal and putting it in a casing. And and it works. You know, if you do it right, I mean, there are some goofy ones that don't work out. He won't let me do it. But <laughs> our chicken enchilada sausage, I want to add beans and rice, and I want to call it like the combo number three plate, and it's a whole, it's it's a whole a meal idea. in the sauce. I think we can do it if we turn it into boudin. Well, that's a good point. If we're putting rice in it, let's turn it into boudin. If it can go into a casing, your canvas is pretty unlimited. That's kind of the fun of it. But, yeah, you're right. You get to tinkering, and once the recipe's written, it's kind of like, oh, okay, that one's done. <laughs> you know, bummer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not near as much fun anymore. It's almost like instant gratification, too. You, okay, you grind up some stuff, you season it, you make a patty, throw it on a pit, and you see where you got, and you're like, okay, you got, you can, and within a few hours, you can figure out what you have, so you get a, a, a pretty quick um, return on your time compared to smoking meats for a day and a half or whatever it takes. And, and to your point, I mean, you can take, you can take really wild spices and flavors. I mean, chili relleno sausage, I'm gonna. I'll probably say it five more times this this episode, but just it's so good. The combination of flavors and the pepper. It's honestly one of the best sausages I've ever had. It's yeah. it's unique and the flavor is just fantastic on it. Yeah. And the cheese is just the right amount of gooiness, melty cheese as they say on the TV commercials. Oh I'm, I'm still smelling it on my fingers. Yeah, easy. <laughs> He's smelling the sausage on <laughs> yeah, his we, fingers. It's really good. We started with an. <laughs> Do old not smell the sausage on your fingers. Can't help you know, when you're when you're shaping briskets for your cooker, you end up with this trim. We started at first trying to find a way to make better use of that, and so we started with an all beef link, and we went through four or five variations of moisture content and seasoning profiles and all that till we got happy with it, um, and then that became the base for some other things, including brisket blues and the chili annual Man, I just got lucky. I mean, I had a rough idea how I wanted to season it, and I just took a guess, and it was the first the first pass at it just hit the home run. It was great, and, yeah. and I, I hope it becomes, don't move on from that. Keep that <laughs> one on the menu. Um, what were you doing with the brisket trimmings before sausage? We made a little bit of jerky here and there, and then we trimmed as light as we could because it was honestly just going into the waste. And so, I mean, for people that are, that are trimming their own briskets, not everybody does, but... Uh, people that are trimming their own briskets, and obviously you guys do St. Louis ribs here, right? Yeah, you um, know, and, and brisket, we also use some brisket trim fat, and we smoke it, and it goes into seasoning for our pinto beans and green beans. So we had some use there as well. But, yeah, we use a more of a St. Louis trim. It's not a true St. So Louis. So you don't have a lot of pork leftovers. We so don't have pork trim. Which, which may is maybe why you guys have more beef sausages right now that's than correct. anything yeah. else. Um, and, and that's the beauty. Again, you can use different kinds of meats. You can use turkey. You can use chicken. 
um, you, and you just you can just go crazy with it, like right. you guys have. I mean, elote sausage. Come on, that's <laughs> <laughs> you guys are outdoing us on on the wildness scale. So we gotta we gotta right. buckle well, down. And then you know, one of the great things, and we alluded to this in the previous episode with you guys about about signature items and things that are unique to you. When you have that unique sausage that you become known for. Not that people won't steal it, but it's less likely to be stolen because it's such known to you. Like, yeah. like, like if it's I see a, on it's a recipe. If I see on Instagram next week someone making a chili rayon sausage, I'm gonna know where it came from. Like, I'm gonna know where they <laughs> yeah. took it from. Yeah, sure. And it's not gonna taste the same. No, it, and, it won't. and again, I mean, like a, a perfect brisket, whether it's Franklin or whether it's you guys or whether it's Corkscrew, no matter where it's at. Yeah, th- there's not a lot of variation in it. There's really not. I mean, some the seasoning. Some people have more salt. Some people have more pepper. Yeah. Some people have no pepper. Um, you know, but right. but for the standard, it's pretty much consistent. Sausage is just all over the map. Yeah. And yeah. and all over the map may be a good a good term to use because you also have all the influences. And like I said, you're doing kind of a Mexican influence, Tejas, Southwestern, Elote influence sausage. Yeah. So you're able to build your brand and your business into that flavor profile. Are you guys doing the next Houston barbecue throwdown? We are. You're winning it. <laughs> calling it now. Yeah, well, you're going to do that sausage and maybe something else with it. I don't know. I don't even know what they're doing, but they're going to win it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you know, you know but, but a sausage has not won the Florida. Not enough people. Have I know. No, I, no I wondered if I, I, I did, the thought did occur to me, would, is it possible that a sausage flight would win the throwdown or not? I don't know if it would, but. I don't know. It's funny, sausage flight, because it really rehammered on my radar over at the Texas Monthly Barbecue Festival in Austin. Yeah, that's what Style Switch did. They did a sausage flight. Mm-hmm. I remember and that. And Mia's, I, the first thing was, because they try to steer you into the Trinity, you know, in your pre-notes when you go. So we kind of towed the line a little bit. And I said, like, wow, sausage flight. That's pretty ballsy. And and it was, the, the, the stuff that I have is pretty damn fantastic. So I think yeah. I think it'll go. I think yeah. it would. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, and you guys can also do some stuff on the side, you know, now that, and maybe this is a segue, but... Um, with bakery and baking and some of the other stuff yeah. that you guys are starting to get into a little bit more on the side there's a little more to it you know kolachi <laughs> um, you know there's there's some things I think you can do but but I appreciate it personally but I obviously your customers appreciate it you guys have people that are coming in now just for the sausage and yeah. on the days that you're doing certain sausages are there is it is it still kind of a wild open plan there's is, you don't have a specific sausage day yet we're trying. We're working through that. Honestly, um, we had five links available for sale today, and everybody's looking around, going, "We have lost our mind." <laughs> um, it's a lot, and we had five last Saturday. I think we'll have five tomorrow. And it's not just sausage. We're integrating a boudin that Greg's got the barbecue boudin, and um, just super popular. So. People are getting excited about it. We're getting notes on Facebook. You know, I'm coming in from California. Will you have the chili annual sausage <laughs> and the barbecue boudin available? And there's three links in particular: the barbecue boudin, the chili reano, and the elote sausage. Just they're they're great, but they also fit so well into our branding and who we are. Uh, it's just like a, everything lined up perfectly for it. So a lot of enthusiasm about those sausages. Sausage flight Wednesday is coming soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, the street corn, <laughs> the street corn sausage made sense on Taco Tuesday because we do a barbacoa, and then Wednesday we we have an idea about a horseradish horseradish cheddar sausage, mushroom, kind of after a house prime sandwich. Thursday might be the oddest day. 
it's pastrami and barbacoa boudin. I don't know how that happened, but it just did. And somehow it works. And then Friday, the brisket and blues and the beef link show up. And Saturday, it's got just everything. It's just a big quagmire of everything. Everything left over. Yeah. If, if you figure out a way to get a fried egg into a casing with a bird and bacon sausage, it could become a possibility. I actually have made a bird and bacon sausage. Yeah, it did so not have the egg in it, but I made the bird and bacon. It had the it had the all the elements except for the egg. It was salty as AF, but um, <laughs> I, I but I think I know what to do with that one, and that's coming. So the one of the sausages that is probably the most creative on my mind was Keenan Goldie's, and um, he did a he did an apple pie sausage that again it's it, when I first thought about it I thought he took an apple pie and stuffed it in a casing. Really? He didn't. He took yeah. there was meat with it. But it had those flavors. I think you had it at that time, didn't you? No. Oh my God. I've okay. heard about it. For yeah, years it was a smoky dinner. Yeah, yeah. Well, didn't so it, didn't have some powdered sugar or something sprinkled on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no. That was um, at Texas Monthly. That was was it. Styles did that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Styles yeah, did yeah. one with a powdered sugar yeah, on it. Yeah. yeah. I think. Um, but that was one of the ones that was most memorable to me. That kind of spurred my sausage yeah. thinking. Like some of these things, you think, well, that's just a dumb idea. And and our tater tot casserole is a dumb idea, but <laughs> but, but when you eat that's it, good. it's, it's not delicious. what yeah it, it, you're using those kind of elements. And again, yeah. I, I just that's what I love about sausage. Um, you can go so far with it and take it and, and make it your own, do your own thing. Um, any other any other ideas you got coming that you want to talk about that you well you've been poking just, around on? Just or? keep thinking about pastrami Thursday. What <laughs> might happen there in the sausage link? And um, we're honestly like, okay, how many different can we manage this, you know, and produce this? So, we, uh, you know, there's just so many ideas. Um, but the house prime is probably up up on deck. The I, bird I think bacon. that would make a yeah, good one. That'd be yeah, a good yeah, one. Be a great sausage. Yeah. The the turkey and, and chicken, I find you have to you have to do a really fine grind um, on those because otherwise the, the loose grind with turkey and chicken just has a really yeah. odd texture to it. Yeah. Well, the good thing um, about adding bacon into it is it helps incorporate fat into turkey, does, which is yeah. harder to do. It did. Um, well, you know, and I'll give a little credit to AGB. Honestly, they have a they have a poblano, a chicken poblano queso sausage you can mm-hmm. buy fresh on the that on the grill is out of bounds, man. It's so yeah. good. He made another along the way. It's kind of gotten lost now. But Scott made a he made a pork and green onion sausage. It was one of my favorites. I mean, it's so simple and clean. It's just it was just fantastic. It was like your beef link today. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I mean you still want that simplicity sometimes. Sometimes, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we can get a little muddled and have fun, but you know, I think Andrew said something earlier about you're going to call something with these ingredients, and they need to be able to be tasted. Right. And not get muddled, so you can get overdone. But sometimes simpler is better. Right? Yeah. Simple I mean, can be good too. Self-editing is hard. We've had difficulties with it before. <laughs> like, he, okay, he ties me down. It's like, okay, we don't, we've gone a little too far. Let's pull it back a little bit, just well, a little bit. But you know, there's a lot of diets that want meat and fat. That's it. And sausage is almost the perfect vessel for that. Keto sausage coming exactly. Yeah, and and they're all keto. Let's go a little right. bit on that. So we we even tried to make a vegan sausage. Um, Amazon sells a vegan casing. Um, I do not recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't turn out. So I well. could not get it not to split open. It's it's um, made from strands of bamboo or something. I don't know. Yeah, but it, 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 it was it. not good. But um, but it does speak to one thing, which is you know most casings are made out of hog intestines. Most of yeah. the common sausage you get. So even if it's an all beef sausage, most people should know that there is a pork. Casing. Correct. Um, boudin, a lot of times, if you do it 
with a beef casing. You can make it with a beef casing. Yeah. Um, one thing that, that I do want to play around with is a true all-beef sausage with a beef casing. Yeah. Um, it's going to be giant, but yeah. at least that way, yeah. the, the, you know, there, you've got several different religions that can't eat any pork. Right. And sure. I feel bad because I'm, everything is so great except for it's just the casing they yeah. can't eat. We brought in some beef casings too. It's another dynamic. They're they're like little uh, bicycle tire inner tubes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it brings in a, a whole a whole other dynamic. It'd be cool to be able to do it, but quality wise, maybe. Yeah, it's hard. We haven't we haven't tried it yet. Um, but it, but I do want to try to make an all a true all beef sausage. Yeah. There's one thing to the listeners, you know, if it's all beef, that still got a usually got a pork casing. Yeah. So. Kids, uh, does it okay if they just peel the casing off? Or are they still good, or is it fact? It depends on how. Re- depends on the religion and religion. the yeah. strict. Sometimes they can't touch it. So. I got you. Um, and and even just them. cooking yeah. on a pit that had pork on it. I'd yeah. find a new religion if it was me, but. <laughs> <laughs> the, the religion of barbecue. Wayne Miller will tell you all about it. <laughs> Preaching the gospel of barbecue with that's Saturday well, communion. That's kind of the irony of the boudin is a lot of times that boudin's made with a beef casing because of a larger casing. Most boudins are made with like pork inside yeah. of them so yeah. so, so yeah. you've solved the one problem and created the other one but you can't please everyone you just try to do the best you can i mean at the end of the day it's a meat centric business that you guys are in so if you don't eat meat it's a little harder to eat at a barbecue yeah. place there's only so much you can do but speaking you know you guys are you're a barbecue place but you're you're a lot more you've been a lot more from the start and there's more coming to the tejas family of food options so right there's some expansion coming to Teos. Tell us a little bit about what we can expect, hopefully this fall, um, right. from the uh, from the Tejas world. I thought it was going to be last fall, but <laughs> between uh, city codes and all these issues and Hurricane Harvey and construction delays and you know trying to pay as we go, we're looking at this fall instead. But the Tejas market and deli hopefully will open this fall. It'll serve a couple purposes. One will be you can order off for a catering menu, uh, sliced meats by the pound, get that picked up to go, make it make that process a lot easier to do and get uh, the takeout, big takeout orders out of the line at the dining room. Hopefully speed that process up all for people who want to eat in. Um, that's a, an element of it. And then um, the sausage thing is driven, is driven a little bit by that because we want to sell sausage for people to take out, take home, and put on a grill. Sell a variety pack of four different sausages in one <laughs> package, and I will nice be a regular man. customer. Hint, hint. I didn't even thought about that. It's a that, sausage flight and a wrapper right there. I didn't even thought about that. <laughs> uh, Michelle's not only great with chocolate, she's a very talented baker. And uh, so we plan on doing some sweet and savory pies. She made a poblano and brisket quiche uh, over the weekend. That's pretty spectacular. We're going to offer those types of items out the market. And then we're going to take a whirl at selling a deli-style sandwich that's popular in Spain called a bocadillo. That those sandwiches, I'm attracted to that because they tend to focus on the meat. So those sandwiches are about bread, meat, cheese, not vegetables, not mayonnaise. Um, and so we're going to take a shot at Isn't deli. Isn't called a poor boy? In New Orleans, it would be right. Yeah. Except has like shredded lettuce. Hey, well, I'm, I'm like I'm listening to these ingredients. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I usually eat. Yeah, right. What, just some fancy Spanish name on it. And right. Charge twice as much. 
<laughs> but I've made I made some samples of it and is, know, is it a is it a, a difference in bread as well and, it's and a, the types it's a, it's of meat? It's a number. It's a, usually on a French baguette, um, but it's about the meat, the cheese, sometimes tomato and olive oil. It's never mayonnaise, never mustard. Um, you know, thinly sliced chilled brisket, the flat side. Mm-hmm. It's got a whole different flavor dynamic to it than hot. And so I've experimented with that and then our turkey, um, other types of meats, our beef sausage, chilled slices like a salami. Um, so it's about meat and olive oil and herbs and a really good baguette. Very nice. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to try that, see how that goes. Um, and of course we'll have a gringo option if somebody wants to muck it up with mayonnaise and <laughs> less and fine. But uh, so it's a Spanish bocadillo fresh. I, I hope you actually put the gringo option as like the, <laughs> the name of the menu. That, that's, that would be awesome. House, right? That's, that's yeah, right. That's right. Yep. Yeah, the gringo option. Substitute Again. mayo and lettuce. <laughs> it's so just the ham and cheese. Yeah. It, fit, you know, it fits into our branding, the Spanish influences and that sort of thing. And I've made some of them. And they're, I tell you what, once you have a piece of really good bread with olive oil and just meats and cheese, it's pretty addictive. You know? And you'll be doing the breads in-house as yeah, well? Yeah, we'll be doing the breads in-house. So, so breads in-house, the smoked meats in-house. Yep. No, no cheese making yet. So. No cheese making. No cheese making. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we're not gonna do cheese. That, that may be a never. But we do make our own, <laughs> make our own pickles and pickled onions and all that stuff. Um, so those are, you know, the idea is to have a, a basically deli style sandwich with meats to go. And and I imagine obviously with the holidays coming up, whole hams and whole turkeys and things, just pick them up Absolutely. right there. Correct. Avoid the line, which which will also help. I think maybe the line a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. More devoted to barbecue and chocolate. Well, I assume chocolate up at the deli as well too. Yeah, we'll have chocolate. We'll have some different items up there, some different bars and different uh, chocolate desserts and uh, some sweet pies, um, coconut cream, chocolate tort, apple pie. That's so a pretty hungry. exciting venture. It really because you know. The, the, the talent of the people we have around here and Michelle's baking talent can get showcased because she's phenomenal at it. The, the kolaches and the, you know, she's been baking and, and just, you know, the pies and the quiches. And so it's going to be pretty cool. The yeah. sandwich bar is kind of locally driven too because we, you know, sometimes we're working real hard. We don't sit down to eat very often. So a good sandwich would be nice. And I think we have a hard time finding one that we really want to go get this close by. So we'll just make a good sandwich. I think a, a, a pretty good trivia question is if you buy one kolache, it's not a kolache, it's a kolache. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's got meat in it, it's not a kolache. That's right. It's a globus neck. It's exactly. <laughs> so Michelle's made a blueberry and a peach kolache, um, cream cheese, true uh, Czechoslovakian style. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, there's not, I mean, for the sake of argument, the kolache shop is not a true kolache shop. That's right. But in most of what we get around here is um, donut shops that everyone tastes exactly the same. So I don't think they're making their own kolaches there. Oh, I think right. they're getting them from a from a, yeah. a um, not a commissary. A commissary yeah. 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 So you know, I, I everybody that drives Texas and stops through West Texas, you got to go stop and get a fresh kolache. So yeah. you're you're talking about fresh baked, um, and and it's it's coming around even in the barbecue world <laughs> with. With Helberg Barbecue? Yeah, Helberg um, Barbecue in Waco, they're making uh, Zwiebach bread, like a German Mennonite bread, and oh, stuldfing oh, that sounds good. Yeah, right? they're stuffing smoked meats into that. They're doing they did a like a jalapeno brisket one today and they've been they've been playing around with a lot of stuff like that. Um Curlin has been doing it for been years in Austin. It, yeah. Make making I don't know if they, they don't do any of the fruit ones, do they? I think it's just all meat. 
if you do curlin i apologize but <laughs> we always I mean, get the i've meat only ones, eaten yeah. the meat ones yeah, we always get the meat ones um now uh, tom micklewaite has you know has said that the the new micklewaite outpost that's coming to smithville will be doing kolaji so i really like you, it so you can get as fat twice a day instead Texas of once a day yeah. Yeah. Jack german, german check german history so it does tie into texas it ties into the you know you still have your smoked options yeah as far as the sandwiches so it's still it's an extension of the Tejas world, but it's also something new that's coming to the Tejas world, and I think that that must help keep it interesting for you guys. I mean, smoking meat every day, slicing meat every day, can get redundant, but you you found as many ways to keep it interesting as yeah. anyone in barbecue. I will like. say, I, I never get tired of playing with fire. I love fire. And and your wieners. Just keep the wieners a little bit away from the fire. Because that is one thing in sausage making. You cannot get your wiener too hot. It's very important. Part of the cooking process. You have to build up okay, to it. Let's not make yeah, you do weird. have to build it up to it. <laughs> this will never now air. It's getting weird. Yeah, this show is taking a turn for the worse. Yeah, really? Um, now, one thing, though, I, sometimes I get hungry in the mornings, um, and I would crave some Tejas. Any thinking about bringing back the breakfast tacos or any of that once you open the deli? Emotionally, yes. Yeah. Spiritually, yes. Can you, can you work any harder, please? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, I miss it. I mean, the, the barbacoa and the eggs and the brisket yeah. and the eggs and our pinto beans. And Greg will make this pinto sauce with our pinto beans. It's crazy. Um, it's just all so good. But um, man, it's just, it's just, it's just. We don't have the energy to do both at the moment. Um, yeah, you're, you're like 90 years old, which is very impressive. We, we have regulars that come and get the golden ticket really early on Saturday, and then they're usually the first two or three in the building, and that's what they get. They get, but they buy tacos, and we add eggs to it, and all the other stuff. So they, they're getting their breakfast tacos. Yeah, too. and that, and I'll say, you know, even when you were stuffing sausage, you end up with that like, you know, four ounce portion that won't go into casing, right? So this morning, I sautéed that portion of the chili relleno sausage in a pan and put three eggs in it, scrambled, and stuffed a bunch of corn, tia, corn tortillas with it. And me and James and Brandon had a pretty nice breakfast this morning. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, it's a good solution to that. People may not know, but um, there's, a, there's a tube. You can only squeeze so much meat out of the tube into the casing. What's left over, I mean, and, and like you said, it's like a quarter pound. It's, yeah. it's not a, sm- it's not a small amount of meat. It's yeah. enough that you have to do something with. Um, some people might shove it inside of a chicken. Um, stuffed chicken with some boudin meat, but um, but yeah, the other thing great to do is eggs. Um, I haven't tried cutting up the tortillas. You cut up the tortillas with no, it, or I put just, it on I just, I just made tacos with it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I gave the first the first brisket and blues leftover we had. I gave we have a guy in the, in the kitchen now who's pretty good with burgers. I gave him the brisket and blues. He said make make a burger, and he made this burger with avocado and mustard and that brisket and blues patty. I don't know why we don't. I don't know how many of those we could sell if we actually did it. It was so good, it was ridiculous. Yeah, so you guys don't even have this other thing open, and we're trying to get you to do uh, three other things right, right. now. Right. So. There's at least 30 more minutes in the day you could be doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the 23 and a half hours. It's frustrating enough. that I actually have yeah. to sleep. And, and this is this is an entire other building. So this is not a side entrance to the to the current building. This is an entire other building with a separate right. entrance. Uh, the deli cases. We went and took a tour of it. It's actually technically on the other road. It is. Um, it faces it yeah. faces Commerce Street, so it's it's close, but it's within walking distance. This would be yeah. a very cool place to hang out and and grab some meat. And 
I'm sorry, what was the name of the the sandwich? The Tejas Market and Deli. And the sandwich, though, the Spanish. Bocadillo. Bocadillo. I can probably remember that. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a Bocadillo sandwich at Tejas Chocolate. Well, gentlemen, we've taken up a lot of your time. Um, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us, going over the, the exciting new things that are coming to Tejas, the new things that are already at Tejas. You guys keep pushing the envelope, making barbecue interesting and innovative. And it, it makes it fun for people like us that come to 50 barbecue joints. And it makes it interesting for people that go to one barbecue joint and it's yours over and over again. They can get a different experience. So thank you guys for everything you do. We're really looking forward to seeing yeah. the, the new things that are coming to Tejas yeah. over the next several months. And who knows what next year we'll bring. Well, I want to, I want to say collectively, you guys are part of the group that helps generate a lot of enthusiasm about barbecue. And so it's it's helpful to not only us but a lot of the folks in the industry. So I appreciate y'all's enthusiasm and doing what you do to help to continue uh, helping us all make it more successful. Well, it's just a lot absolutely. of fun. I mean, it's just a, it's a whole lot of fun. And, no, and sausage was like this whole other you know right hook that allows you to do, especially with somebody like Greg that with, that has that chef background that wants to create. You know I. I just feel like there's only so much you can do with salt and pepper, and by going to sausage, you get to open up a whole world. Yeah, we've got we've got a lot of chefs around here, really. That, you know, they could do it. You know, but yeah, for you guys, man, what you guys do, you know, bringing awareness to barbecue and the way it all works, it's one of the cool things that I like the most about this that I didn't know was the barbecue brotherhood that's out there today. The culture. We were fortunate enough to go to a book party over in Austin, and it's just amazing. It's amazing, and you guys like yourselves are a big part of that. You bring us together, and it's, it's a really neat thing. These festivals and, you know, you, you guys' podcasts kind of bring us all together and share ideas and, and all that kind of thing. So it's a, it's a really neat culture. Thank, and we thank appreciate what you. you guys continue to continue to boost it and, and bring attention to it. It's just awesome. Bring it on, Much man. Much appreciated. We're going to keep doing it until they throw us in jail. Yeah. Yeah, until we make our first million off of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> until we make our first dollar. Yeah, first dollar would be nice. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys again. And, yeah, and make sure everybody checks out Tejas Market and Delhi. And uh, opening soon. Probably very soon. Maybe. <laughs>